47 years of rich history and Australian Stockhorse bloodlines. The Dolby Stockhorse Sale is the largest affiliated Australian Stockhorse Sale in the nation. The Dolby Stockhorse Sale and this episode is brought to you by the Raywatt Rural Dolby and the Darling Downs branch of the Australian Stockhorse Society. Find them on Facebook. I'm Caitlin Hewitt and this is From the Saddle. Welcome to our Dolby Australian Stock or Sale bonus episode. There's a lot of factors that come into play when hosting an event to this scale. We are about to learn what to expect at their 47th event. Over the past few years, we've witnessed a strong growth in horse sales and the demand for high-quality, well-bred Australian stock horses. Joining me today is the team that make it all happen. From the saddle. From the saddle. Jim Ryan, let's kick off the conversation with, I guess, first of all, what's your role in the Dolby Australian Stock Horse Sale? Well, mate, I'm the president of the uh, Darling Downs branch for the Australian Stock Horse Society. So... What's the process on running a draft at the event like this? Because it's not the standard camp draft, is it? No, no, it's 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 absolutely massive. Because what we've done, like you know, we've opened this up with it with the um, nominations all come in for it's it's a big incentive. It's for the Australian Stockwell Society. It's, well, as you know, it's the biggest Australian Stockwell sale in Australia. Um, and the lead up to it with the camp drafting, obviously, um, like the girls sat down all day yesterday on Sunday, like Beck and her team, putting this all together. And look, believe it or not, I'm the lucky one. I'm just the president in the front. Um, these lovely ladies do a lot of work in the background and we're checking horses that they're eligible. They come back in, they're everything from 2010. They get two runs in the incentives. And then now we've brought another incentive into the novice and we've got the open incentive and now we've got this big new one, the challenge. So, mate, let's touch on that. There are some significant changes to the program. Talk me through them. Well, we, we, we kick off with the open camp draft. Well, not kick off. Uh, like we're starting on a Thursday now, 5.30 Thursday morning or 5 o'clock, depending on weather. So we're kicking in through that. Uh, that'll be the novice camp draft. And that's open to 2021 vendors and 2022 buyers only. So they get two runs per buying entity or selling entity. Uh, the horses must be in the registered name of the buyer or seller to enter. Okay. So there's a few restrictions there, but it's all about the incentives, Governor, you know, and they've got to be registered Australian Stockholders members yeah, and um, the registration papers must be emailed with nomination form. So that's all what we're doing right now. So that kicks off on the fight, uh, Thursday, 5 o'clock, and then we roll into the 5 and Under Challenge, Cattle Work, and that's where we get, we um, we talk about our challenge. So that's a bit different this year, isn't it, though? Yeah, a lot different, a lot different. So we had the five and under camp draft for the young ones, which we sort of wouldn't get enough in it, and we, we needed something else. And, and you know what the challenge game's like. It's, it's got really strong and big, and it's great for these young horses. So we've moved into that. So, you know, and so the camp draft and challenge events, it's, it'll be the five and under challenge this year. And it's open to horses purchased through Dolby Sale. And 2021 sale horses. Right. Okay. So what about the Rising Star? So the Rising Star, so this is another new program. We started it off last year and this year um, Debbie Gessler's kicked in behind it and sponsored it for us. Uh, it's a lot to her heart. Last year it was all about Ronnie Wall, um, tribute to Ronnie. 
and uh, and it'll always stay that sort of way for the younger riders. And Debbie's come on board with it and just kicked it kicked it to another level. So so we're going to have open to riders aged under twenty five. So and the rider or the parents of the rider must be a twenty twenty one vendor or a twenty twenty buyer. So again, all about the incentives: buying and selling horses to Derby Stock or sale gets you a ticket into that. Okay, right. Now let's just touch on Debbie Gessler. What has she sponsored for this event? So Debbie's uh, sponsored, she sponsored up to $5,000 and a Seligman spin service fee. Now Seligman spin's no longer standing, am I right? Correctly. Yeah, so that's that's an incentive in itself. Massive incentive in itself, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, so that one will be going to the five and under challenge. Okay, right. That's where that one will be going to. And then you got the absolute wonderful Gwen McMillan with her gelding incentive. Righto. The Don Rica gelding incentive. So that takes on to another incentive again, which is in Gwenny's rule. She's been there with us for uh, giving over $10,000 every year for the last 10 years. <sighs> Gwen McMillan. That's a, that's a big input, isn't it? That's amazing. So uh, she has put in more than over $100,000 in sponsorship since the incentive has been going. So absolutely massive in her own right. So, mate, what other sponsors have you got on board? Other sponsors, we've got Martins, another one of our brilliant sponsors, Martin Stock Haulage. They do a wonderful job. Um, we've got um, Circle L, obviously Ray White coming on board as our, as our team member, and Western Truck Group, my crew, they've come on board this year with a big sponsorship package with us. So we're really proud of them. So there's some of our major ones. Um, obviously, Don Rica, the Windsor Hotel, the Australian Stock Horse Society. So, you know, there's some of our major platinum gold sponsor stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Cattle donors, couldn't do it without them. Who are they this oh, year? Oh, mate, cattle donors. Well, these guys have stuck with us for nearly over, oh, well, six or seven years now. Every year they line back up. Cam Agriculture Group, Bryce, Cam. Yes, yeah. Amazing, absolutely amazing what he does. And then we've got uh, Maddie and Maddie Edwards, Edwards Livestock. Mate, they, he offers some of the best Wagyu cattle you're around and they come in there and, you know, and they look after that. They're there, two cattle donors for the whole weekend. And then we've got Fu Chang that look after the cattle for um, the Ray White team. So Dion Porter and the crew down there at Fu Chang. They support, um, yeah, with all the cattle for, that go through for the incent- for the um, in the sale ring, you know what I mean? Where, so they, when you're buying a horse, so Fu Cheng look after all our cattle through that, yeah. So for the camp draft, how many head of cattle are we talking for this year? For the camp draft, we'll be probably run about 600, 700 head of cattle for the incentives. Uh, we, that, that's pretty much split 50-50 each way for the boys. So, yeah, and they'll be trucked in. Like some of them cattle will come from Condamine for Edwards and, and out of Wonga Plains for Bryce. Yeah, right. So they're not close by by any means. No, no, that's right. And Martins look after us all with that. They do a terrific job and, you know, they've been with us too. They've stuck with us all this time. So, yeah, big shout out to Martins Transport. It's a big effort for them and, uh, you know, all I've done on half of the weekend and, you know, all them times. So. But we look after them they, um, and everyone seems to have a great time and, and it's just not about the sale, you know. We, it's, it's, a, it's an event, you know. We've designed this to be, be an event for Dolby, for the surrounds, for – We've been working on this for a long time and, um, it's yeah, it's finally paying off. It's, it's, it's a wonderful event to come and experience. Good stuff. So, mate, let's touch on some challenges that you face in an event to this scale. But 2020 saw summer 
dish up some ridiculous heat, which meant you guys were drafting at 11 o'clock at night. What's changed for this year? Well, this year we're going to do earlier times. And look, and we're, we're really banking on the weather. We do get them, and it's not our first rodeo when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, like last year, them cattle, you know, it's all about looking after our cattle and people respect that. That's the beauty about the sport. Um, people understand and, you know, where to pull them cattle and put them in the shade, cool them down. And we never lost one beast. You know, if that was anywhere else, you know, out in the bush or somewhere, yeah, we never lost one. You know, we're pretty happy with that. Um, this year to prevent that, we are going to start, That's hence we're starting early Thursday to get through the program. Uh, and obviously, too, we've got 300 horses to sell, so we do have to change our program a hell of a lot. So we're going to be selling a lot more on Saturday now and not just Saturday night. So, And there's little things at the moment where we haven't done it yet, but we've got grants coming in for shade costs over our cattle yards. Hopefully that's going to be up for next year. We're hoping for it this year. It never happened. But next year we're really working on that. Um, cattle welfare is our biggest priority. Um, the, our cattle team really work hard on that. So, but yeah, handle that. We've got lights. Dolby is a brilliant place for camp drafting. Like, it, we've got it set up now between the Darling Downs Stockhorse Society and the, and the Dolby Camp Draft Committee. You know, we've we've done a good job of getting the ground spot on. We've got great lights, great facilities. What else are you doing on a hot night on the first weekend of December? You might as well be sitting in Dolby and watching some camp draft till midnight. Who can do that? Absolutely, I agree with you. Maybe we can go till all hours of the day. They will be run, we will make them run, and we'll make it happen. Very good, very good. Well, thank you, Jim Ryan. I do look forward to seeing some great camp drafting results at this year's event and, of course, hearing about the success. Yeah, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, it's a pleasure being on here and it's a great, great thing you do. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to the weekend and it'll be run the biggest and best that we always do every year. And, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. All the best, mate. Thank you. Good on you. From the saddle. Ray White Rural Dolby specialise in residential, rural and livestock sales marketing. The Darling Downs branch of the Australian Stock Horse Society is a non-profit organisation and together they host the largest affiliated Australian stock horse sale in the nation alongside an incentive camp drive program highlighting the quality pedigree, ability and performance of the Australian stock horse breed. The Dolby Stock Horse Sale. Follow them on Facebook. From the saddle. From the saddle. Hi, Adam. Thank you very much for joining us today. And you are joining us as a longtime supporter of the Dolby Australian Stock Horse Sale. Thank you very much for having me, Caitlin. So, Adam, it's not your first time attending. How long have you been attending the sale? Um, probably the first lot of horses I put through were for uh, Wayne and Rachel Bean. I was probably 12 year old. So, yeah, I've been going to Dolby for probably 18 years now. Um, but um, more seriously, probably the last 10 years we've taken outside horses. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a great sale for a long time. 12 years of, of age, putting a horse through a sale. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I, I had a fair bit of help. Like my, my dad and my sister, um, it was a bit of a team effort. It was more of a family thing to start with. So I definitely had dad as some support to start Yeah, my sale preparation off. But uh, yeah, the last sort of 10 years, it's been um, mainly myself, yeah. So Adam, you are a trainer. How many horses on average do you put through Dolby a year? I've got nine this year. Last year I had 11. So on average, sort of around that, I try not to get too many more than that. 
sort of try and stick around 10, that'd be, that's a pretty good number for me. Yeah, 10 horses, you've got a bit going on. Yeah, I do. I have a little bit of help. The riding side of things is me, but um, I've got some help with feeding up and saddling. And once we get to the sale, I, I do have a fair few hands just to make sure that um, I've got enough time between horses to make sure that I can show them as best I can. So, mate, tell me as a trainer, what goes into prepping a horse for a sale like this? Yeah, obviously, depending on their age and, and what they've had, I try and make sure that uh, when I ride each horse through, I just ride them to where they're up to because I think everyone's might be looking for a different style of horse or they might be looking for a, a younger, greener horse or an older one. So just depending on their age more than anything, um, I try and make sure that people can get to see them dry work a bit and cut one out and then I try and get them to, to the stage where they can see a horse travel around soft and kindly outside. So. For my program day-to-day, I'm just trying to work on dry work and um, getting a horse to be able to be confident about cutting out and chasing one. So it just depends on how long I've got them, depending on what I'm working on. So you, you're pretty much saying that you don't want to put a horse through a sale ring and give false interpretations of it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important to have confidence in, in the market. So I'd like to think when someone comes and approaches you, you can steer them in the right direction. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've got one for them, but I'd like to think if someone comes and sees me that um, if it's a it's a young horse and, and you think that naturally it's going to be a pretty nice horse, but he, he just hasn't had as much riding, well, you just tell them that. Or if you think there's one that can go on the truck and compete tomorrow and you, and you think it's going to be competitive, well, you can yeah let them know that. So, yeah. Do you have a lot of different vendors or do you sort of have the regular vendors that come to you each year? Yeah, I, I definitely try and look after the vendors that have been with me for a while. I've got horse, horses this year that I've had, yeah, the same vendors since the start, but I've probably got five or six vendors. Shane Linnell Corbold, I've got three for them, but other than that, most of the vendors, I've only got one horse. But last year, I had four for Paul Island, so sometimes you can get a fair few, depending on what they're up to. Paul was reducing his numbers just with him getting a little bit older, and um, but most of the time, it's ones, ones and twos. So bloodlines, do you find that you get a lot of one particular bloodline? Um, yeah, it's, um, probably conmans, mm. um, especially with last year with with the man making 50,000 and then um, acres with my mum and dad having started having their staying doing going man power and power out. I'm starting to get a fair few more of them. But, yeah, I get a wide range of different horses, but definitely um, uh, those horses that are sort of, they've been drafting or they're about to, I do get a wide range of bloodlines, but if I did have to pick that, definitely Conman Acres would be be there somewhere about. So, Adam, as a trainer, if you're sitting in, you know, as a buyer, what are you looking for when a horse walks into the ring? I definitely am looking for some a horse that travels travels nice, nice and smooth and kind. I'd take a horse that's a little greener, but showing um, a bit of intent on itself and wanting to be there and trying to read a cow, I think that the polish and, and the positioning and speed can be introduced later on. Um, but I'm obviously looking at a nice type of horse, um, but I really particularly like a well-balanced horse that travels nice. And I'm definitely looking at pre-works and sale, hoping that they work the same in the, in the pre-works and, and through the sale. Um, you get a good viewing there. Ray White do a good job, um, Bruce and his team, to try and 
if Vi has the best chance that they can, have a look at them. So, yeah, definitely I'd encourage people to go and watch the pre-works in the sale and, um, yeah, go down to the stables and have a chat to the um, people that are down near the stalls. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they don't want the horse to come back, so to speak. So they're not going to, you know, I guess bullshit you about it, are they? No, well, everyone from Ray White to the vendors to Darling Downs, Ash Brands, the sponsors, everyone that's involved in the show, everyone's just wanting um, a good outcome for people because um, we just want confidence. And if someone goes home and's happy, they'll, they'll be back next year to buy another one. Yeah. Mate, it's a fairly fast-paced environment that we live in today. Do you believe that gone are the days of people looking for those young green horses to work? Do you think that people are looking for the horses that they just want to jump on tomorrow and go camp drafting, go mustering? Yeah, I think particularly Dolby's always been a great sale for that. Those older horses that, yeah, that have had a fair few years mustering and might have had just a bit of polishing with cutting out that are um, ready to go on the truck. That's always been Dolby's... Um, yeah, biggest market, I think. But I do think the last few years, um, if you take a three- or four-year-old horse with a fair bit of training, there are people that have got the work. Uh, there's a few people chasing them that have got some work. And with the Don Rica gelding incentives, I definitely think those younger horses have improved the um, prices on them on average. But, yeah, typically I still think that a lot of people are chasing that horse that can be put on the truck and taken to a draft next weekend. So let's fast-forward five, ten years. Who do you reckon you'll be seeing, like what bloodlines do you think you'll be seeing going under the hammer? Like right now it's Conman, it's Acres. Let's go forward 10 years. Who do you reckon it will be? I think probably probably um, stock loss-wise, the, probably Bond Lake Gigolo and XL. I do hear a lot of people talking, talking um, they're sort of a little bit different bread um, outside of your Acres Conmans. And I do know that there's a lot of numbers breeding that way. So I, we're already seeing that coming through, but it's a hard one because everyone's got their personal preference on types and horses. But if I had to get put on the spot, I'd probably nearly say, say those two horses. Mate, the comments are like a fetching a mint at the moment. Do you think that'll phase out or not? No, I don't think so. Only because of their natural tracking ability outside and the influence, like if you cross them over your quarter horses, they get that... Um, yeah, hinding up underneath them and that natural gait, and they do definitely generally um, like to chase cattle. So I think it's still going to be strong. I've thought about that a few times, but I, I do believe it's going to still stay strong myself. Mm. You know, a lot of people think there's there's money in horses, but realistically there's just a lot of bloody hard work, isn't there? <laughs> it's a lot of time. I do think that our bloodlines and our dam lines are definitely getting stronger, but um it's all about hard work and the amount of wet saddle cloths and time and time being on their back. Um, there's definitely no substitute with hours riding them, but yeah, it is a lot of time. Let's just talk Dolby for a moment. What is it about Dolby Stockhorse that you think draws people there? I, I do think a, a number, number of things, like I said previously, the incentives are definitely a good draw card. I know a lot of people down working um, at Dinmore avatars and down at my way that love buying a young horse and and working him and putting him back through the incentives or they might buy an older one but yeah it's just an annual thing that people love going to it's towards the end of the year it's a good catch-up and yeah it's exciting to be there so it's definitely been running for for a long long time and um i definitely know why because um it's a it's a great event and affordability, I guess it caters to everyone. Like you said, that mare that went for $50,000, um, you know, Mr. Duck sold for $50,000, but there were a lot of horses that went within that affordable bracket as well. 
yeah, definitely. There's a wide range of horses, so not everyone's chasing the same style of horse. So if they've got a budget there of ten grand, or they've got a budget, yeah, on the higher side, that they can sit there and study them, and they'll find something there. They just got to do their homework. Well, Adam, we wish you well and good luck at the sale this year. Thanks for having me on, Caitlin. From the sale. Ray White Rural Dolby specialise in residential, rural and livestock sales marketing. The Darling Downs branch of the Australian Stock Horse Society is a non-profit organisation and together they host the largest affiliated Australian stock horse sale in the nation alongside an incentive camp draft program highlighting the quality pedigree, ability and performance of the Australian stock horse breed. The Dolby Stock Horse Sale. Follow them on Facebook. From the saddle. From the saddle. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, first of all, tell me, what is your position at Ray White and your involvement with the sale? So I'm the principal owner of Ray White Rural Dolby, myself and my wife, and my position at the sale would be to just the management of the sale between myself, my wife Amy and Amy Maloney. We manage the sale for the for the Stockholm Society. Right. So, mate, 2020 sale, there were a total of 189 lots. Now, this year, we see a whopping increase to 293. What do you think, you know, why Why is that? Uh, oh, it's, it's hard to say. I think, um, you know, 2020, we were coming out of the drought a bit, you know, a bit closer to the drought than we are now, and we've had some pretty good seasons. I also think that the horse industry now is becoming more of a business than it was a few years ago, um, that being that there's a lot more prize money involved in camp drafts and, you know, people are, are breeding horses and training horses and selling horses more of a business than they ever were. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's evident throughout the sales and, and, the, and the increase on the number, the number of horses. The drought did have an effect on it um, back in 2019 and then we just sort of picked up from there. So, mate, at 2020, out of the 189 horses that were offered, 166 lots sold for an average of $14,765, bringing a gross sale profit of $2,451,000. So, that's an 88% clearance. The top price was the $75,000 stallion, Mr. Duck. What's your feeling for this year? (laughs) It's funny, you don't want to get too excited. I think um, last year uh, far exceeded all of our expectations, mm. believe it or not. Um, it was a fantastic result. We had a really good catalogue of horses, and this year I believe the catalogue's stronger again, even though we've got more horses. It does seem like we've got some really, really, really good um, breeding and quality of horses there. You know, there's 22 commands, and it's been fantastic. I, don't, I just don't like to put a... I think it'll exceed last year. Yep. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself. That's right. So this year, there are 145 geldings, 142 mares and six stallions. And you touched on 22 lots for Conman. Just a few other of the progenies that are coming through. There's, you know, Wallenbar XL. There's Fernhills Bennett, Donald Parks, Allegman Spin, um, Benara Mentor and Acres Destiny. Yeah, we're getting we've got all the big names there, which is which has been fantastic. You know, what can you say? The comments service fee's gone to ten thousand dollars. Um, Acres Destiny's no longer with us. You know, Fernandez Bennett, we've seen what he's done. It's it's exciting. 
145 geldings and 142 mares. It's 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 a really even sale, like it's an even lot, even split. We will lose a few more come sale day, just due to injury and a few other things. But we expect to sell somewhere north of 270. So yeah, pretty exciting. I spoke with Adam earlier on and we were saying that the demand for going high quality horses now is higher than, you know, it's probably ever been. Yes, it is. Yep, absolutely. You got a lot of people that just want to buy a horse really well bred, whether they're buying it for breeding or whether they're buying it to go camp drafting themselves and they just like to put a horse in the truck and go and compete. That's becoming more and more evident. There are still people that are trying to buy the young ones and, and train them up. There's also the incentive programs that sort of every sale nowadays offers, you know, for their sale to get horses back. And and if you can come back and win the incentive, then it, it does take the fair price of your horse down. So, you know, it's a, all geared towards the sale and, and it's been working well. How many years have you been involved with the event? So Ray White took over it in 2017 all bet through the previous owners, and I was involved in it from 2018 to now. And we've just tried to improve on it every year. It's been, it's been growing and growing, and, and the numbers are evident of that. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, what are some significant changes and impacts that you've seen in your time? Um, I think the biggest one and the most notable one would be the online bidding and the, and the live stream. It's something that we've really worked with and we've really struggled with in places at times. But it was forced upon us more than ever with COVID coming in last year and we needed to have that online bidding system. You know, I think there was something like 998 registered bidders on Saturday night that got onto the system and and got it going. And we will have that again this year. We've gone with Stock Live this year. They're going to do the full live stream with the camp drafts. They're going to do all the pre-works. They're going to do all the sale. You've got to see it all. The quality, you know, we've paid far more this year for quality. We really want to have the quality live stream moving forward. The online bidding system works, it's tried and tested and they use it every day with you know with stock lives throughout the throughout the other um, stud sales. So that's been the biggest thing overall for us, sale wise. And we've just been lucky enough that we use Fuchang Woodlands, um, which are a client of mine, and just have the cattle there. We don't have to fight for cattle, we don't have to beg for cattle. Every year they come in and they give us the cattle. You know, we'll get 600 off them this year. It just takes a lot of stress off our shoulders just having them on board. Absolutely. So, mate, you know, let's go back 10 years. Technology didn't really impact the sales like it is these days. No, that's exactly right. And how fast does technology move? Yeah. Just keeps moving and keeps moving and you've got to keep with it. Like I said before, we've been forced to, you know, to embrace the technology a bit more with COVID because... We couldn't have bums on seats last year as much as what we'd like to with restrictions of people coming into the grounds and that sort of stuff. Yeah, technology, it's a massive thing and it's moving and we've got to go with it. As an event organiser, what are some of the things that I guess everyone needs to be mindful of when attending this year's event? We just, we all need to be mindful of the COVID restrictions and, you know, the government uh, rules and regulations that we've got to have. We just got to we just got to oblige. It's not our choice. It's you know all those rules and regulations are put on us by the government. Um, and just come and have a good time and and uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you, David. Thank you for joining us today. All the best at this year's event. Awesome. Thank you, Caitlin. From the saddle. From the saddle. From the saddle.
Well, there you go. 293 lots on offer at this year's sale. An extremely strong line of bloodlines will go under the hammer and the Campdraft team have made some significant changes to really highlight the incentives. Make sure you check out dolbystockorsale.com.au to stay up to date with the important event information. We look forward to seeing the great results and hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Thanks to our sponsors, Ray White Rural Dolby and the Darling Downs branch of the Australian Stockhorse Society. Follow them on Facebook. I'm Caitlin Hewitt, the founder and co-host of From the Saddle. I started this podcast because I knew important stories from rural Australia weren't being told. We hear stories of triumph and tenacity, heartache and loss from rodeo riders, outback ringers, cattle traders, bronze sculptors and more. From the Saddle is an independent podcast. It's just us telling stories that matter to our community and we are so stoked that nearly 100,000 people have joined us for the ride. We're looking for partners this season to help tell these stories because we think they're worthy of being told. They're a part of our history and possibly our future. If you're interested, we'd love to hear from you.